Hello and welcome back to another episode of Drama School Dropout. It's bloody episode 50. Who'd have thought we'd have got this far? Eh? A massive bloody milestone. And I couldn't be happier, more proud of what I've managed to achieve over the past God knows how many weeks because it's not 50 because I was self-centred and did double Drama School Dropout in the month of April. As per usual, my name is Ingram Noble and I am your resident Drama School Dropout. This week I am joined by one of America's favourite rapping mathletes. Please welcome to the podcast the current touring kevin nepore from the u.s production of mean girls could be a berry drama school dropout no graduation day for you drama school dropout fucked your whole course now try something new drama school dropout Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me. Oh, honestly, I'm absolutely buzzing that you're here. How is um? How is life? I, I, you're over in America just now. I don't really keep up with the news that, of my own country. So, how's like life over there and things? Life is okay. Life is okay. Life is uh, you know, I've, I'm happy and and with my family, getting to stay with them and and spending time with them during this whole uh, pandemic. And you know, it's uh, it's scary to hear the news that's going on right now. That's, yeah. you know, with the variants and all that, but just got to keep trucking along. But thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um, and what I like to ask everybody that comes on is how did you get into acting and what was your first ever role? Okay, that's a great question. Um, I got into acting. Well, I'll preface it with I I got into the whole love for, you know, films and all that stuff with my dad. I would I would watch movies as a kid with my dad. And that was like how we kind of bonded together. What's your favorite movie? Oh, that's such a hard question. So right <laughs> now, my favorite, I would tell you right now, uh, my favorite movie would be something I really love. I would say, you know what? I love Spider-Man. I love the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies. Oh, to- you're not, you're throwing it back. To, well, not even throwing it back. I, I was expecting you to say like Tobey Maguire. No, Tobey Maguire, he's great. He's a classic. Like, he's who I grew yeah. up watching. But I, like, I really enjoy the Tom Holland uh, Spider-Man's just, you know, it's, it's new, it's fresh. It has Zendaya. And so never seen them. You've never seen them? Wow. Never I'm not I'm not a massive superhero film. I'm gonna say it in general. I don't really like films and like they're just too long for me. Like I know I got you. I have favorite ones and like I have films that I like like to watch. Like every year, without a doubt, I'm watching the Goonies on Halloween. That's just what I But Heck I'm yeah. much more of a, a TV person, like I, which is ridiculous and ironic because I can sit and watch, like when Orange is the New Black used to come out, I used to sit and watch a full season in one day. Oh, dude, yeah, I can binge watch a TV show easily. <laughs> I, I just now finished, have you heard of the show What We Do in the Shadows? I haven't. Okay, so you should you should look into that. It's a right. vampire uh, show, kind of like, it's kind of like The Office, where they have their asides and they talk to the camera, but it's based around these three vampires and just their lives in, in modern day. I love that. Um, America uh, in modern day Staten Island. It's really I just fun. Um, it's hilarious. I just started rewatching our version of well, uh, the original Shameless. I've rewatched it so many times. One of my yeah. favorite TV shows ever. And I, I have to say, the American one is shit. Like it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> like it's one of my favorite TV shows of all time. And I've had a few of the actors on from it. And I was like talking to my friend after um, I just had Kelly Hollis on, and I was like. I can never have anyone from the American Shameless on my podcast because I do nothing 
but call it shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you would you would hurt their feelings a little bit. Like, they'll <laughs> they'll come on and they'll be like, right, so you um you've got a lot to say about my body of work, so go on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go on, please. I guess this isn't really an interview more than a more than a, a roast of my show. Um, so getting back to you watching movies with your dad. Yeah, so I started watching movies with my dad, and it it kind of made me want to do it. You know, I just wanted to like be those people that I'm seeing on 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 screen, and and so fast forward to like. A couple years later, you know, I was um, I was in school and there was a show called Coconut Island spelled with two K's on the coconut. Love um, that. And I know. Right. And it was just a little cute little show about this you know, island paradise. And I don't even really remember the whole plot, but the, the auditions weren't even auditions. It was more of raise your hand if you want to be this yeah. role or that role, you know, be, I've been to plenty of those. Yeah, I know. Right. So. So I wanted to be Swampy the Pirate. That was the role that I wanted. So, and I was the only one that raised my hand. Um, and so I just, you know, I got the role. I booked it. Killing and, it. Uh, killing it. Killing it. Killing it, you know, for one for one. And um, and it was just an un, unbelievably fun experience. And just something that that I'll, I'll never forget, you know, the feeling of being on stage and, I don't know, captivating an audience, even as a kid, you know, people laughing and, and cheering you on and clapping for you. And there was this one fighting sequence in the show that we got, we got to go into the audience and fight with like in the crowd in the house. Um, well, I still want to do just, that to this day. I know, dude, it, it was insane. It was absolutely insane. And it just, I never, it never left me that, that passion for it. It never, it hasn't left me yet. And I don't think it ever will. It's just something that's, that's bitten me and now I'm, I'm stuck on it. You know, I couldn't imagine doing anything different. Like at the beginning of the pandemic, the, the British government are known for being very good and they support the arts. So they told us all yeah. to get new jobs. <laughs> they said, just leave arts <laughs> behind. And they, they told us to retrain was what we, we were thinking about. Well, the government were telling us to do. And I was like, wow. I'm not good at anything else. Like, <laughs> like I don't Nothing think, that I can make a career out of. Exactly. You know? Like, and I was just like, no. And then I went to work in, a, a warehouse for a company that may or may not rhyme with Glamazon. And um, I hated it. I hated the monotony of like clocking in at 7.30 in the morning every day, clocking out at six in the evening. And I was just like, yeah, I miss the stage so much. And so this podcast yeah. was born. So talking about like moving on and the passion that you've got, it, I really don't want to butcher this name. Like I told you before we started recording, I have a fear of this. Right. You went to the Lee Strasberg Theatre and Film Institute. Hope I didn't butcher that name. No, you, you got it. You got it. <laughs> so what was that sort of time in your life like? That's in New York, isn't it? Yes, it's in New York. Um, it That time in my life was, it, it was a time of, of, uh, of transformation and, and of learning a lot of new things about, not only about myself, but about the industry as a whole. Um, yeah. And just seeing being around people that everybody that I was around had the same, uh, the same passion for what, for, for, for the thing that I wanted to do, you know? Mm -hmm. And I wasn't, I had never been around people like that, you know, being in Nashville, Tennessee, um, it would, it's more of a sports and, and, you know, business town or, or music town. Um, acting isn't really a thing over here. So going to New York, um, being in that, in that city for that long of a time and, and just being around other actors, it, it showed me a lot about, about everything. I just learned so much. I, I kind of just became a sponge um, for information and, and for different personalities. And it, it even helped me with character work, just, just yeah. studying people and seeing how they speak to you. I suppose also 
getting the subway in New York, you're going to see a wide variety of people that you can sort oh, of absolutely pinch and borrow from. Yeah, absolutely. Subways and airports. Those are two places where I have headphones in, but I don't play any music. Yeah. And I just listen and I just kind of people watch and, and see, you know, and, and try to grab things from people and personality traits and characteristics just to, you know, just maybe in the future, I have a character that I have to do that's like this person or that person. Yeah. So it's and that's the thing with acting, you know, it's it's a constant, um, constant. You're never not curve. at work. You're never not at work. At least you should you shouldn't never not yeah. be at work. You should always, always be striving to understand the world around you because that's what you're trying to display whenever you, you, you're working. So one of my favorite things about drama school and things like that in general is that nobody believes how ridiculous that some of the situations that we are put in are. Um, I've got my favorite drama school stories and there's a whole game in this podcast based around them. But what is your favorite drama school story that is just ridiculously funny? My favorite drama school story? Oh, there's, there's a lot, dude. There's yeah. so many. One, one I remember was, um, and I'm, I'm the culprit of this one. There was a class going on uh, and there, somebody was doing a scene and there's this little passageway behind the classroom that's in the classroom, but it's like behind the stage um, that leads to a restroom. And so um, I was, I was, I, I really had to go and all the restrooms in the school were taken. So I'm going and I'm going and, and I trip over something. I make a huge ruckus back there. Um, and the teacher like literally walks back there, looks at me. I said, what are you doing? I'm like, I was just trying to use restroom, sir. I'm so sorry. And he's like, okay, talk to me after class, after this class is over. I'm like, okay, cool. And then, you know, I went and did the, I went to talk to him and he was like, look, you can't do this. You know, he, so he was just, he was chewing me out basically. And he turned out to be one of my favorite teachers. I took him the next semester and like, we just laughed about it afterwards. And it was just one of those moments where, you know, something where it, that gave me so much anxiety and so much of an overthinking, you know, like it kept me up at night, those type of moments. Yeah. It, just, it ended up being such a great friendship and a bond that I shared with a, a teacher. There's lots of yeah. stories though. Lots of crazy yeah, stories. Yeah, like I'm just I, trying I to go to the loo. <laughs> I was just, I was literally just trying to go to the restroom and, and so there was a chair. I don't even remember what I tripped on, but I made <laughs> I, everything like, there was like a pile of things on top of me. It was a small little like two foot, you know, passageway. It was one of those moments where I was just like, it couldn't have gone worse for me. Just trying to go pee and this happens. You know? <laughs> so um, one of my favorites, and I've told this on the podcast before, but it was back in episode four. So I'm sure I've had a lot of people that come to the podcast that haven't listened to this was we had um, a drama studio in our secondary school. So we were 15, 16 at the time and the ceilings were huge, like massive. And one boy who we knew was in our drama class because it was an easy qualification to get. Like he wasn't yeah. there because he wanted to be an actor. He just knew that you didn't have to do much and you got a GCSE out of it. So, you know, like the tables that you sit at in a classroom. Yeah. yeah. He stacked five of them up in the middle of the room and climbed to the top. What? Like, <laughs> just to like, sort of, he was very much that sort of person. Well, if I'm not going to enjoy myself, nobody else is. So like our drama oh. lesson was suspended. People had to come and get him from like, like head teachers and things yeah five tables up <laughs> that's just that that's reckless yeah <laughs> so, um that, but, i bet that was a sight to see though yeah it, it's still something that i mean there are pages apart i could write a book with all of the drama school stories that yeah, i've yeah, sort yeah. of gone through i'm going back to uni by the time this comes out i will be back at uni so hopefully there will be a lot Yay. more 
funny stories that are coming back and I, I can share with everyone. Um, but I want to talk about in the introduction, I introduced you as one of America's favorite mathletes. So you are currently, well, you're not currently on tour. You're on the cast of the tour of the national. Yes. I'm fucking this up in all shapes and forms. You are in the cast of the national American tour of Mean Girls and you are playing Kevin Nepal. Um, yes, I am. Mean Girls is one of my favorite TV shows. TV shows and films. I am, <laughs> I am just, I'm, I apologize. I was, um, please don't. I was doing sound check with my friend earlier. And she was like, oh, who's on tonight? And I don't normally tell people just because I like it to sort of be a surprise. Um, sure, sure, sure. And I was like, oh, it's um, this guy called Kabir Berry and he's playing Kevin Nepore on the um, the US tour of Mean Girls. And she was like, who's that? And I was like, you know, the mathlete who raps. And she was like, no. And here is like my thing. I can do the rap. And I just had to like start <laughs> doing it. And then yeah, she was like, yeah, yeah. oh, that guy. And I was like, yeah. Oh, that guy. So yeah. my first question is. Yeah, that's generally what I get to whenever do you I explain it. Mm-hmm. Do the rap in the in the tour. So I don't I do not do the the original rap from the movie, uh, which I'm, I regret. I, I wish we'd, we had that because I think that's hilarious. But I do. There is a talent show. What's the point? I, I mean, hey, I know, right? But there's a, there, we do do the talent show in, in, the, in the stage production. And I do a different rap. It's a shorter rap, but it's it's still hilarious. It's just the, the three mathletes that are in the show. We go out on stage and we do this little bit and we're just like humping and grinding just the air. Um, and I don't want to do that. I don't want to say the rap because I don't know if I'm allowed to. No, but, you don't uh, have to. But it's hilarious. I think on the last night of tour, you should just like say to the other boys, like, I've got this tonight. And you should just yeah, go out. Gonna, yeah, my la- the last day of my Look contract. Look at MCs and get nothing on me from my grades to my life. MCs, I'm, I'm, I'm Kevin G. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. That's honestly that's one of the things we talk about. We ha- that has been a topic of conversation. It's like when is when when can we maybe you know slip act like in. we forgot and just slip it in. <laughs> Do it on oh, the last day. Have it, my bad. Last and day you of my contract. Blame right? it on it's me. Like, blame it on me. Blame it on Ingram. I'm yeah. sorry, Tina. Ingram did that. I'm so sorry. It's yeah, not my I- fault. And then tell her she can come on the podcast and I'll explain myself to her. <laughs> exactly. That's it. Exactly. Full proof. Um, what was the audition process like for Mean Girls? The audition process for me was, um, it was, a, I think I had four weeks and, and five auditions. Um, initial audition, callback, uh, dance call, and final callback. So four auditions in three weeks, actually. And that was grueling because um, the first audition for me, I thought I bombed it. I thought I absolutely was just terrible because um, I did the rap and the casting director, she said, next time we call you in, um, just, you know, use the, the, the space more, have a little bit more fun with it. And, uh, and you know, that, that, thank you so much. Have a great day. So to me, that, to me, that sounded like next time we call you in, as in next time we have rounds for, for this, this role. See, I'd have been the opposite. See, and, and most people say that whenever I tell somebody the story, they're like, I would have thought. It would be a callback for you. I auditioned for a prestigious drama school on my 21st birthday. And um, at the end of the audition, they said, see you soon. So I went out and I was like, I've aced it. They've just said, I'm going to see you soon. And that, and I like told everyone, like, I think I'm getting through to the next round because at the end of the audition, they said, see you soon. Two days after my 21st birthday, I got the email to say, we're really sorry, but you are not, um, you're not going to the next oh, round. So I am that person dude. that would be like, uh, they say, the next time we call me in. Optimist. 
absolute optimist. I love that. But that's how you gotta be. You have to be, you have to feel that way. You have to feel like you always question. It does love, make the I mean, rejections I, a bit harsher though. It does. Yeah. That's why I like to just, I like to think the worst that that way, if I get the best, then I'm happy. If I get yeah. the worst, I already expected it, you know? Um, but yeah. So after that first audition, I called my agency and they said that, no, Kabir, that's probably a callback. Um, so we'll let you know, but I'm, I'm, we're pretty sure that's a callback. The next day they give my agency calls me and they said, Hey, they're going to see you next Monday. I'm like, Oh, love that. Oh, amazing. I know. So I go back and there's more, more of the production team is in the room this time. Uh, the associate director, I believe Casey Hushin, she was there. And, um, and I did the same exact audition, same exact sides and, and song. And she loved it. She was like, that's lovely. Excellent. Thank you so much. We'll see. We'll see you soon. So that time I was, I was very confident. Um, she said, so I got see a call you soon. Again the next day. She said, see you soon, right? So I was like, <laughs> right, let's do it. Perfect. So I got a call again from my agency the next day. They say they want to see you um, next, next Monday and Tuesday. Monday will be a dance call. Tuesday will be a final call. And both days, uh, Tina Fey will be in the room. Oh, so uh, I'm mind. sorry. I'm, I'm bailing out. Oh, yeah. No, seriously. I was like, please. I, uh, I don't know if I can do this anymore. <laughs> no, but because but, uh, to, to do comedy in front of the queen of comedy. Yeah. You know, it's like that. There's some nerves there. Um, I don't know how you did it. I don't either. I just told myself, look, don't even think that it's Tina Fey. Just think that she's another person. You are a performer. This is your job. This is what you're going to do. You're going to crush it. And I just gave myself a pep talk, you know, had a, had a, a nice little breakfast. And I went and I did it. And, it and for the dance call, that was the toughest part of the audition process for me. Oh, yeah. But it was, I mean, I was cramping up by the end of the day because of how much <laughs> I was just trying to perfect every single movement. So I didn't want to disappoint them. I wanted them to feel like, all right, this is the guy. This is it. You know, uh, I can't, I can't let, uh, I can't let this opportunity go. Cause I felt <laughs> like this was my, this was my like clear cut chance to really, you know, make a name. Yeah. Um, and you know, uh, this all, is all when you can sort of aside. say I'm an actor. Like, I'm yes. Talk. Yes. Yeah. Cause I mean, I just like, cause currently I'm like, I'm an actor who sits in my bedroom and talks to other actors, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> no, but but no, seriously, like it was, it was a crazy experience and I, uh, I couldn't be happier with the results and I couldn't be happier with, um, just the blessing that it, the blessings that have come after it, um, you know, with the people that I've met and just the experiences I've had, it's been insane. And I, I just can't thank Tina Fey and Casey Nicola and the whole production team enough for believing in me to, to bring this character to life on the, on the tour, you know? Yeah. It must just be mental. And um, what I wanted to ask, so obviously you're, the tour has been postponed because of a little thing called um, a global pandemic and things. Do you know when you come back? <laughs> uh, so right now we we're we've been told that hopefully by by fall of this year we'll be back. Um, Fingers you know, I can't really, I, yeah, I can't really speak on a specific dates. Um, I'm not sure, especially also given Tell the us state the of the world right now. Dates. I can't. I can't. I can't. Uh, <laughs> I know I, I want to have a job to go back to. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, no, but but hopefully, hopefully, let's just say hopefully around uh, Mean Girls Day, October third. Hopefully, uh, in that tickets. realm of, you know, by, by I would say hopefully by Halloween we should be back. Hopefully, we'll Hope, see. fingers crossed. You know? Um, fingers crossed. So, would you like? This is just me. It, obviously, it's been a massively successful Broadway production. You're on tour. If Tina Fey turned yeah. around and said, "Kabia, we're going to mm -hmm. London." Do you want to come? What would you say? I would say yes. I, I, would, not, I would not say no to anything Tina Fey requested. Me. 
Are you Imagine kidding me? Like, Do you know if they could say, I'm okay with that, actually? Like, you can, you can yeah. just go? You want, you want to take me to West End? Sure. Yes. That's an experience. Absolutely. <laughs> this is the time to do these things, you know? I don't, I don't want to look back and say, oh, yeah, I said no to this insane yeah. opportunity, you know? How, um, how far oh, did you get through the tour? We got six months in, I believe, because we started in, I think, September of 2019. And then around March of 2020, obviously, is when everything happened. So we were six months in. I think we'd, we'd visited maybe 15 to 20 cities um, yeah. in those six months. And it was, yeah, so about, about six months. About six months. Fun. Um, did you, um, have you got a favorite story from the tour so far? Like, I know. <laughs> so many. <laughs> so many. One of, the, one of the flubs that happened. So this was opening night of the press. I love opening uh, night flubs. Yeah, like the opening press release night or whatever, right? And um, and we're going on for the the top of Act Two or one one of the top numbers of Act Two, which is my main rap number. Um, and it's this party sequence at at Katie's house. Um, and I had my my liquor bottle. Is this the um the Bride of Frankenstein thing? Yeah, the, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I had this liquor bottle in my pocket, quote unquote liquor bottle. You know, not actual liquor obviously um Boring. and if as i was running on that i stand on to deliver my first my, my first rap um the, the bottle fell out of my pocket so i had to go back and grab it and by the time i grabbed it i was late for my entrance and so i crashed into one of our our ensemble guys will branner and and bless his heart he was such a trooper about it you know he got to his spot and we, it, it, it was all fine the, the sequence was fine the number was fine but one of, that was one of those moments where I was like, oh, my God, it had to happen today. This hasn't happened <laughs> once in all of rehearsals. And on an opening freaking night, this had to happen. Right? Yeah. Um, but luckily, it was far upstage. Nobody even noticed, really. Uh, only me and him could tell that happened. But that's one of those moments. And another moment was really funny was there was one night, and this was supposed to be at the end of, of, the, of the show. There's um, the math league competition. Yeah. And that night, we had does two... Not exist. The limit does not exist. We had two uh, cast members that were two female cast members and two male cast members on the opposite team. And usually it's three men and one woman. And that's why my line is we pick that girl. Yeah. No, we pick we pick the girl, too, is my line initially and originally. But we had two girls. So I had to be specific. You know, specificity is everything in, in theater. Right. So um, so the production stage manager comes up to me. She goes, hey, tonight at the end of the show for your line, you got to say we pick that girl and point. Don't say we pick the girl because then we won't know who, which girl you're talking about. I said, OK, that's easy. That's just that's just a word. That's not that. <laughs> I just got to have to fix one. I have to just change one thing. So that that moment comes and I'm like, oh, this is easy. I'm like overthinking it too much. I'm like, oh, I got this. I got this right. And as soon as it's time for me to say that, I literally stutter worse than I've ever stuttered in my life. And I say, we pick the, 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 that girl. <laughs> literally like we have video of this um, oh well we need th- to get that was... out for everyone to see on- <laughs> hey, comes as soon out. as it's as soon as we're allowed to do that i will post it as soon as it's allowed but it was one of the moments where you know you go back you, you finish the, the the sequence and you go backstage and everybody's just staring at you laughing you quotes it for and you're laughing with them oh yeah <laughs> I, i've never lived it down People still talk about it. I've done some things on stage <laughs> that people still bring up, and I'm like, uh, leave me alone. No, please don't. I'm, I want to sleep tonight, guys. Please stop. You know, I, I forgot about this. Glass. Bringing it back. I've nearly oh. snapped people's ankles. I fell the wrong oh my stage. I was playing Macbeth, and Connor Patrick, who was on the podcast before, was playing um, Macduff, and I had to strangle him. 
I just got too into it one night and actually strangled him. So <laughs> and then like he still, this was like three years ago, 2019, October, uh, November, and he still brings it up. So like it's very method of you. Yeah. Very method. I mean, I didn't realize <laughs> I was doing it. We came off stage after the show and he was like, cause it's right at the end where he kills me. Spoiler alert. If you haven't read Macbeth. Um, and <laughs> he was like, by the way, I think you've like really hurt my windpipe. And I was like, what are you on about? And he was like, yeah, you actually held me against the bar and choked me. I was like, oh, fun. That just... But in rehearsals, he headbutted me and nearly broke my nose. So it's all good. It was like tit for tat. Hey, you, 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 you were even. You were <laughs> even on that. Oh, speaking of that. No, one time I was, I was in rehearsal for... Um, have you heard of the, the play Motherfucker with the Hat? I haven't. It's a good play. You should look into it. It's basically about an ex-convict who um, is trying to get his life together. And his sponsor is, uh, is the one that his girlfriend is cheating on him with. Oh, lovely. Currently. So... Yeah, it's a it's a crazy story. It's wholesome about family content. Wholesome, wholesome family content. You know, motherfucker with a hat. You should go see it. Uh, I get, feel like that's something that is really um, that we can sort of define. We don't get taught a lot of American plays in drama school. Like we do specifically British plays and Shakespeare. Obviously, I, I don't yeah, yeah. actually think I've ever read an American play other than Heather's. Really? Yeah. Really. Which is something that's that a, I should really probably change. Do you yeah, get I mean, hey, British contemporary theater? Yeah, we, we, so I, I, I had a Shakespeare class that I took in, in, at Strasbourg. And, um, that was like the, the height of, of my British, you know, uh, schooling, uh, in, in yeah. terms of plays and, and, and those, those things. It's, it's weird that, isn't it? You think there's yeah, like is, a couple is. of like modules or something on like, okay, so this week we're going to do an American play. Right, right. I guess I don't. I don't know why people we we haven't really done that on on either coast or either mm. part of the world. I'm gonna um, ask I think my it would be interesting. I'm going back on the. I start on the 23rd. I'm gonna ask, and I will update yeah. the podcast. Yeah. I'll ask and check find out. out why. I'm I'm serious. Motherfucker with the hat is a great play. Honestly, <laughs> it's it's it's. And if you can do it, if you can get like find a production to to do it, it's it's one of those plays that that really redefined myself as an actor. It really helped me um, push to a new level. Of yeah. because it was the first straight play i ever did um i'm gonna and, order it on amazon yeah please it's really genuinely really really good really good um but we were in rehearsals for that and speaking of like you know hurting our, our castmates <laughs> um we I, we were uh rehearsing the fighting sequence at the end and i just i just clocked my my um my co-star in the nose I, oh. we, we were going half speed but i still clocked them by mistake and man was bleeding i felt so bad so it's funny you say that, you know, I guess it's just acting is a very uh, physical and and strong thing. It's like a sport almost. Well, I, I said, if you headbutt me on the night, at least it'll look more realistic. Seriously. Like, yeah. I, I, I hate when, when stage combat looks fake. Oh, yeah. It takes I'd, me out I'd of rather it. you have really things and, like, make it look yeah, I'd rather, I'd rather Yeah, I'd rather get a bruise and then just, you know, have to ice it that night than it look terrible to 3,000 people. Like, I've been doing some... Um, I did do something when I was at college before I lots of like slaps and like the girls would be like mm -hmm. right how which which like technique do you want to use because there's like certain different ways of like doing it and I was like we're not using any sure. technique you're gonna slap me slap like, me. yeah don't take it too hard while we're just fucking about practicing right. but for the last couple and when we're performing just fucking slap me you slap me it's a slap like a, a, it's not a punch a punch would be you know knuckle I'd to, probably to let somebody bone. punch me oh yeah hey that's you. You're you're strong. <laughs> you know? I mean, I, there'd I probably be a that. line of people paying to punch me. 
No, but I would I would take I would gladly take a slap. Oh, I would not, rather take you know? a slap than a stage slap when you got to do all the the clapping shit and take, yeah, all the yeah, the, yep. I'm the like, no, just clap, like, don't slap the fuck out of me while we're just fucking about and rehearsing. But like, right, the last couple of times but in performance, while we've got an audience, slap the fuck out of me. Absolutely, because also it would also it would I would feel more in it then. Yeah, you know, um, rather than rather than having to worry about you know faking that clap. The, yeah, to make the sound sure of it people all. People can't see it and all that. Like, yeah. just slap me. Um, but I want to ask you one last Mean Girls question. And I asked people sure. this when I sort of first get to know them as a person. Which mm-hmm. plastic is Kabir? Not your character. Are you a Regina? Are you um, a Gretchen or a Karen? I'm not counting Katie. Yeah, don't count Katie. She's not. I mean, yeah. I'm Gretchen. I would definitely. say. Definitely. You're Gretchen? I'm a really? nosy bastard. I, was just about to say, I love a gossip. I think I'm also. Yeah, I'm also Gretchen. I, I love gossip. I'm very much like I can be very um, insecure about myself at times, as I think all actors are um, when, you know, it just happens, that's just how, you know, we're that's why we act. Um, so I would say a Gretchen, definitely. And I because I, I care about my friends. Yeah. Even though I, I can uh, I can be a gossipy <laughs> a bitch sometimes. But who, who is not which actor, which actor is an insecure and which actor is not a gossiper? You, you, you give me you give me one actor in this world that doesn't gossip. Yeah. I love a gossip. Um, absolutely this is one of my favorite questions i like to ask and it's literally just a random question that somebody asked me once and they weren't even an actor um but it's if you were booked to do a one month run in the west end um i was about to explain what the west end is there and i really don't need to um and you could pick anyone um with no financial restraints you're in a two-person show who would you pick as your co-star and you can pick anyone in the world the first person that came to mind because this is an actor that I really want to work with one day is Jake Gyllenhaal. I think yeah. he is an absolutely, he's a, he's a tank of an actor. Jake, um, if you're listening, just email Jake, me. If you're listening. It's down yeah. in the show notes. I'll pass your details on to Kabir. Seriously. Yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal, I think is one of the, one of those guys, but to, to be fully honest, like all time, just to work with this person at any point in my career, I would just kill would be Al Pacino. Yeah. Al Pacino, hands down. And I know it's a basic answer because who doesn't want to work with Al Pacino? But that man is just, it's like, a, he's a god to me of acting, well, honestly. Well, I'll tell you something, and I can't say which guest it was, but I was doing this question with another guest. And they said, I'm going to be very non-specific here. They said an actor's name. And then three weeks later, they emailed me and said, really weird. I've just booked a job with X. Oh, man. So who knows what could You're happen? The and this I was like, the I was like, ten percent cut to me, please. Like I yes, made this happen. You no, twenty five percent. Come on, you deserve. Oh, no, it. I'm not going to be greedy. Ten percent average. Greedy. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, but mine is like I was thinking about this earlier when you said about um, Tina Fey and performing comedy in front of the Queen of Comedy. I love Tina Fey, but I have a different yeah. Queen of Comedy who will forever be in my heart, Catherine Tate. I okay. live, breathe, and die. That woman could literally stand up and say, "We are marching to the palace, and we are going to overthrow the queen." And I would follow. And you, you blindly follow. I would. Oh, I love that. I, I love just, that. I love her so much. So <laughs> that would be my answer, even though she would make me look like a piece of shit standing next to her. <laughs> hey, that's how I felt when I took a photo of Tina Fey. That's how I felt. Same thing, oh, piece of shit. 
that is that's <laughs> immense um but we're gonna play a game and it's called stage right or stage okay. shite and these are all stories submitted by our listeners so there's three stories one two of them are submitted by our listeners and one of them is made up by our producer heather uh one of them is a lie made up and we have to find out which one is the lie and i have an answer in a sealed envelope so we can play along together i'm really fucking this up today i've explained this <laughs> game how many times and can't get it out it's a lie we've got to find the lie there we go Let's do it. Let's see if I can get through this one now. Number one, during one of my final drama school shows, during the break between the matinee and the evening performances, we were messing around backstage and my friend and I decided to see if we could do the famous lift from Dirty Dancing. It turns out we couldn't. I dropped her and she broke her wrist. Number two, in college, we were doing improv and I was doing a scene with my mate. We were supposed to be arguing in a pub. Halfway through the scene, he spat in my face and I've never been so disgusted in my entire life. Number three, I was doing my directing degree last year and because of COVID, I had to direct a play over Zoom and I got some random actors to perform. However, I soon realised that one of the actors needed to have a sex toy in one of the scenes. So during notes one day, I had to ask this poor boy if he had access to a dildo. He did. <laughs> Oh, you know what's funny is that all of these sound so realistic. Yeah, because I'm an actor and I I know the life and I know that this this is this is a that's tough. I really hope number two's the lie. Like I really hope somebody didn't spit in somebody's face because that would turn into a real argument for me. Oh yeah, no, like, no, please, I would, I would hate be like, that. I'd be like taking it too far. Seriously, but then oh, also, Jesus, Heather's one of my best friends, and I'm sort of leaning towards the dirty dancing one. Because shout out as, to my old college mate Lauren Alexander, uh -huh. we were known that we could do the dirty dancing lift, and I dropped her once. She didn't break a wrist, but mm. we could do it, and we done it for like three years. And out of all that time, I dropped her once. So shout out to Lauren Alexander. Um, so I don't know whether See, I just put that in there to like sort of throw me. I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna go for number two just because I don't want that one to be true. Honestly. See, because when I heard the first one, I was like, that's that sounds realistic. I feel like that that's that's the truth, because a lot of most people can't do that lift. That's a very hard lift to do. Um, I mean, I'm like six foot odd and built and Lauren was like, oh, yeah, four foot something and like tiny. Yeah, no, you got it. So yeah. I was like, I can I'm, do this purely because you're so small. Anyone else? I'm right. not trying it. I feel that. No, I feel that. I've, I've, I've attempted that, that lift quite a few times and it, it all depends on your partner. And are you the one being lifted are, or are you doing the lifting? No, I've been lifted once. I have been lifted once. Oh, I don't it's trust people to fun. do that shit. Yeah, no, it's scary, but it's fun. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So I think I'm going to go for number sheesh. two just because I don't want that one to be real. Number two is a spit in the face. Number yeah. one is a broken wrist. And number, and number three, three is was the, 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 the dildo. dildo. I think I'm also leaning towards number two now. Yeah, I, huh. like they wouldn't be my mate anymore. Like, right? No, I would hate. I would be like, dude, come on, bro. Like, you, just, you just gave me instant acne. You just gave me. I think I'd acne. have probably punched okay. them. Like, I'd have turned it into a real fight. I'd have been like, Seriously, what the though. fuck are you doing? I would have definitely complained to my teacher. I'm like, hey, that shouldn't happen again, please. Uh, that that you we have to have some boundaries. Oh, right, I wouldn't have go complained. Two. I'd have just been like, no, we had Seriously. something similar that happened in our college class and we caused a bit of a stink about it it was number three. Oh, dude it was number three ah <laughs> oh, of course of course it was
but we've come to the end of the podcast now thank you so much for coming on i've had such a good great time with you um but i'm very aware of i'm taking up all your all your time that you've got with your family before you hop oh no not at all no, not at all Ingram. please this is this is a pleasure on my end as well oh i've had so much fun where can everyone find you on social media so you can find me at kabir berry k-a-b-i-r-b-e-r-y um on all platforms also down in the show notes below for anyone asking um so <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, um, I'm recording these episodes in advance just because I am uh, going back to drama school and I want to chill the fuck out when I get there so I'm not a mess. Totally. So hopefully by the time this episode comes out, you'll be back on tour and links for tickets will be in the show notes below. Hopefully, fingers crossed. If not, yes. PayPal will be in the description below and just give the actor some money. Yes, my PayPal, my Venmo, all of it. Just give the actor yes, some money. <laughs> um, <laughs> But thank you so much for coming up. Have you got anything coming up that besides Mean Girls? Are you um Yeah, so I'm I was recently a part of of a of a web series called In the Making. Um, I forgot all about and it's that. About these, you emailed me about that. Yeah, it's about <laughs> Yeah, no, no, it's no big deal. It's uh it's just these four um these these five individuals that uh, that are trying to make it in their respective industries um in New York City. And they're, you know, college students and it's just something that, that I came across um, in April of this year, and we shot the first the first uh, pilot episode and all that, and uh, hoping to finish off the rest of the season sometime next summer and then get it out there, you know? I, I can't wait for that. And I don't know why. I've just yeah. thought of this. So we've come to another, another historical moment on Drama School Dropout, and I, I actually I want to say this could also be a first. So back in May, we had a bonus episode with Jodie Steele, who is one of London's West End's leading ladies. And she was on a moving train okay. while this was happening. Like the man came and got her ticket and everything. I don't oh, know really? why. I've just noticed that you're in a car. So this may be the first podcast <laughs> where somebody where I'm in my bedroom at a computer and somebody's at a car. So we may be making drama school. We may be making podcast history. We're, we're making history. Again. Hey, but I, I'm not driving for all no, those listening. Not I'm driving. not driving. I'm parked. I'm <laughs> uh, I'm fully I'm fully invested in the podcast. And not but he is driving. wearing a seatbelt. I'm just kidding. No, he's not. <laughs> I'm um, not wearing a seatbelt. <laughs> but um, yeah. So this may be history again. So we've done a moving train, stationary car. Um, we need a yacht now and a plane. So if anybody yes. wants to come on the podcast and has access to a yacht or a plane where they can connect to me. Um, let me know. Um, but well, I will let you get back next time I'm on. Next time I'm on, I'll be skydiving. Yes. I'm I'm here Perfect. for that. That'll I'm go viral. That. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> I would like to get back to normal life. Thank you so much for coming on. This has genuinely been yes. amazing. And if you are ever in London, you got my email address, hit me up. I'll take you to the place where you get cheap vodka. Oh, let's do it. Angel. Are you of age to that. drink? I want to double check that. I am. Right I, am. I am. <laughs> I mean, I, I probably didn't need to ask that because it's 18 in England. Um, but if you're ever over here, I will take you to the love cheap it. places for vodka. <laughs> Let's and, do it, man. We can, get, we can get drunk. But thank you so much for coming on. Um, I'll let you get back to normal life. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon. Also, I promise I know what I'm doing. This has been a hot mess from my end. <laughs> Not at all. I've, I've had the best time. I'm like stumbling over sentences and everything. Um, but I hope that you and all your family can get through the rest of um all this shitty pandemic safely and everything. And hopefully one day you hear of Mean Girls and then I'll stand up and I'll do the Kevin G rap. Yes, I'll bring you on stage. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just step to the side. Perfect. <laughs> Have a good night. Thank you, man. You too.
And there we have it. Another episode of Drama School Dropout. Episode bloody 50 completed. Thank you so much to Kabir for coming on the podcast. And make sure to follow us both on social media, which you'll find down in the show notes below. And do you know what? Thank you so much to every one of you listening at home. I I really can't believe that we're at episode 50. All of the love and support that I've received this year means the absolute world. You don't even know how much this podcast has been such a light in the dark and has really actually changed my life and i will be forever thankful that this has happened remember if you're feeling extra generous please leave a rating and a review on the podcast it helps us out so much you don't even know and make sure you click that subscribe button so you can keep up to date with every single episode of drama school dropout because we're not stopping at episode 50 we've got so much more to come and i can't wait for you to hear it all i was about to say see but you can't see it because this is just a podcast remember if you've got a story for stage right or stage shite please email us at dramaschooldropoutpod at gmail.com and i will be back again next week with a brand spanking new episode with a famous basketball coach who wants to know what those two are doing in a tree and everyone's favorite returning guest will be back heather spiden will be back as we update you on what we've been doing this month as we continue to get closer and closer to our first ever stage production so make sure to come back next tuesday same time same place every tuesday at 6 a.m have a great week continue to stay safe have a lovely week guys genuinely thank you so much for all of the support and remember if you are too impatient to wait for the next episode of drama school dropout we now have 50 episodes in our catalog and you can check out all of the details for them on our new website just go to www.dramaschooldropout.com drama school dropout no graduation day for you drama school dropout Fuck your whole course, now try something new Trying to scoot your